On this episode, I swing by the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast with Ryan Harding and his team from Security Home Mortgage. We talked about real estate. We talked about social media. We talked about buyer expectations, all sorts of great stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. Podcast peeps, before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by 1% List Wasatch Front. They are an extremely efficiently run discount real estate brokerage that has successfully cut unnecessary overhead while increasing marketing exposure for their clients. Through all of these structural improvements to the traditional real estate brokerage model, they're able to offer you complete full service real estate services for only 1% commission on the listing side and can sell it for as little as 3% total commission. So in this market, there's absolutely no reason why you should be paying five to six percent to list your home. If you're doing so, you're leaving money on the table. So contact one percent list Wasatch Front and save some money. All right, everybody, welcome to the uh, Work Hard, Play Hard podcast, where we're going to talk about all things real estate, finance, and investing. Uh, today, we're super honored and excited to have Tony Acosta on the show. Uh, Tony is a real estate agent here in Utah and uh, broker of the 1% Lists Wasatch Front team. Uh, he's a member of the Utah Real Estate Hall of Fame and a Forbes Real Estate Council member. Uh, he's the director of the Utah Podcast Coalition and the host of the Ask Tony Show. Uh, with over 10,000 followers on Instagram and other social media platforms, he brings a wealth of knowledge about real estate marketing and social media uh, far more than anything I bring. So um, we're excited to have him on here uh, today. So thanks for joining us, Tony. No, thank so, you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. So uh, Tony's got far more experience than I do on this, no, so this so he, he can make fun of me afterwards, <laughs> no, I guess. But uh, all right, let's jump right in. So uh, yeah. Tony, tell us about uh, Tony, so tell us about Tony. Tell us about your story, you know, kind of, um, you know, I guess how you got into real estate, how you got into podcasting. Yeah, for you know, sure. All the above, right? Yeah. <laughs> give, give no, us a thank little, you. First you know. of all, thank you for yep. your team for having us today. Yep. Uh, so my story in real estate is actually quite simple. I uh, served a two-year mission in Honduras. Okay. And when I came home, I was just about to go to college. So I was going to go to BYU-Idaho. I wanted to be a personal trainer. Nice. I had everything. Yeah. And just by chance, we ran into one of my parents' high school buddies. We just ran into him at a burger joint. Mm -hmm. And he was already a pretty successful broker, so mm -hmm. he had a lot of clients and stuff. Sure. But he was looking for a showing agent because yeah. he had more buyers than he could take on himself. And so he asked my parents what I was doing, and my mom's like, he's up to no guy. He's not doing anything. <laughs> and so uh, he just told us to come by his office, kind of explain what real estate was. Sure. And um, you know, he kind of laid out a plan for me mm -hmm. and it just seemed like a good idea so mm -hmm. I talked it over with my parents I decided to forego the college experience sure sure and we stayed here and, and, and started growing that was back in 2012 okay. that that happened and then I was I was a showing agent for probably five years or so okay. um, and then in 27 late 2017 I became principal broker of that team okay. and then I was I was there until late 2021 and principal brokerage, you have that, uh, that good experience managing all the realtors and stuff like that? Yeah, I that? loved it. It's very different from just being an agent on yeah. your own, yeah. but I love teaching. I love, you yeah. know, coaching people. It was really great to see, for example, you know, I always think of one agent who made her, she had her first $10,000 a month. Sure. And for her, that was 
crazy. Like, sure. She had never yeah. made that much money before in her life. And yeah. I remember that conversation, how excited she was. Yeah. You know, I think she mentioned she had never made more than like $3,000 in a month in her wow. life. Wow. And so to make that leap yeah. for her Tri- was just... the amount that she Yeah, made. and yeah. so it was, wow. it was crazy to be able to be a part of that. Sure. You know, and be able to help her get there. And, you know, she's, she's a successful agent now. So I love That's that awesome. dynamic of it, yeah. of just, you know, being with the agents week after week and just trying to help them be better. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, hopefully she didn't go spend it all in one. <laughs> I think but, she did. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, you know, it's fun to make it's it, right? Good. You know, I, I, I remember, <laughs> I mean, side story. I remember when I first started, there was this agent that uh, anytime he made money, he, he had like a new truck or new something. Right. You know? And so, it's so and, uh, and then the market crashed and he ended up getting out because <laughs> he had no, he had no reserves, <laughs> right? No you reserve. know, so he couldn't, uh, anyhow, side yeah. story. But, um, but obviously you've been very successful, um, you know, doing, doing uh, real estate here for a little while. Um, what what would you say makes you successful? I mean, what 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 would you attribute some of your success to? So I had the benefit of having a really good mentor early on. Okay. So one of the things sure. that I always talk to new agents about is you got to find someone that is willing to give you a shot. Sure. So in my sure. case, sure. Uh, Daniel, my former broker, he gave me all those opportunities. So he had a, a lot of clients. So he trusted me to show them homes. But in that showing of homes for four years. I got to meet, I mean, hundreds of families. And so that helped me grow really, really quickly just to be able to get the experience. Because versus when I was on my, if I was on my own, I may have had the average two, three, four clients a year maybe as a brand new agent, especially in my situation where I didn't have business experience, real estate, like I was just basically brand brand new. new. And so he gave me that opportunity to learn from his clients and then I could later translate that to to my own client. So I think that early on, the ability to get that experience was what really made a tremendous difference. And then after, honestly, it's it's been social media. Okay. Social media has been what has really kind of helped me to create a brand okay. and try to educate people and try to build trust over time. Sure. Which is, you know, that's what our industry is all about. Well, and the, it, well, I like several things that you said, right? You know, number one with the mentoring and stuff like that. I mean, I think nowadays people, everybody wants to, do it on their own, right? Yeah. You know, I want to be the, you know, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I can just do this on my own. Make, it, you know, but there is such a, we're very interdependent, uh, more so than I think we realize, right? And so we need each other, and having a good mentor in the beginning helps a lot. Right? Of course, so, so I it, can see that that's uh, it's good you attribute that, I guess, right? So, yeah. um, so obviously social media and stuff like that. So, um, you know what? So, tell me what you're doing with social media, I guess. That, so early on, I like I said, I didn't have any contacts or anything or anything like that, and so I started to try to think, what could I do? Like, okay. what, how how could I market myself? I did the whole cold calling, door knocking thing. Sure, tough, I mean, tough stuff. It's yeah. tough, so yeah. I wasn't a big fan of it. So I sure. thought, what can I do? So what I started to do was just answer questions on Facebook. So every day, I would make a little two three minute clip. This was back. 2014 um, and I would just start making these videos anytime somebody asked me a question I would jot it down in my notes app and I would make a video and over time I started getting a couple of DMs people say hey I saw your video a great video at first they had eight views sure that's just the way it goes yeah and so over time it just kind of started to grow so I I realized that social media was something that I could try to do differently, yeah. at least attempt to, sure. because one of the first things I did was look at other agents and kind of what they were doing, yeah. and it was all the same thing. It was all just like listing photos, come to my open house, pictures out of closing, 
which those things are great. They can have a place within a page, but that was it. That was all that I was seeing. And so I thought that there might be this opportunity to educate versus just kind of show people how cool I was. Um, (laughs) Sure. And that's kind of what we try to do, just try to put out educational content that people watch over time. And then next thing you know, they they trust you because they know that you know what you're talking about. Well, and I think that's what drew me to you in the first place, too, is that part of what you do is your educational stuff, right? That's kind of what what we try to do, too, is in the sense of you're trying to help people, right? You know, like I, I think if you genuinely care about people and you're actually trying to help them and teach them, yeah. you know, things that obviously you're an expert in, right? Sure. You know, you've dedicated your life to this, so you know a thing or two about some of these things. So it's like, hey, let me help you. Let me uh, teach you some things, right? And um, and I think that comes across better than, hey, look at me. Right? It, it absolutely you know I mean? does. And it, it also comes down to your person. For example, like you may not be able to see this in the shop, but there's a bunch of, let me steal one. Oh, sure. <laughs> so you got this, right? Sure. 2020, 92 million. In volume, that's like this is legit. Yeah, you grabbed the most, best one. <laughs> most, <laughs> most agents or lenders rather take a picture of this sure. and post it sure. than make an educational video like you do. Which, which you know, again, just says, "Hey, look at me." Exactly. <laughs> I'm really Why? special. Be- yeah, right, because but, they they feel like this this number yeah. is what's going to motivate somebody to come and and work with you. Sure. Right. Sure. Which for a small subsection of of the people it, it might, but what I found is that it's more of giving you value. Yeah. If I can become the source of info, because they yeah. can get the info anywhere, right? Of course they can. Yeah. But most people genuinely in their heart of hearts, they rather post this yeah. than this. I think that's that's the unlock. Well I I I agree hundred percent with you. I you know I think it's easier to post something like that, right? You know, but the yeah. reality is, you know, that's you know 300 people there, you know, that, yeah. you know, we have to thank for, you know, hey, of course. like you trusted us, we were able to help you, hopefully we did a good job because we want you to come back, right? I mean, yeah. I think if you're building a business on repeat and referral, it's, you're, you're treating people right because otherwise, if it's a one and done, churn and burn, you know, kind it's of attitude. It's so hard to maintain. It's hard to maintain, yeah, because so you're constantly to trying to get new people and they can't trust you and Anyhow, and they can't sleep at night, you know. Yeah, and it's not to say that this is is isn't important. No, of course, but it's of just. Course. Well, everybody. What do you do first? Yeah, right. That's exactly. What's what's the entry point? Is it I'm trying to impress you, or I'm trying to give you something valuable? Well, and so then that's in the background saying like, hey, by the way, I am successful. I I do know what I'm doing. Of course, you know what I mean. Like you don't want to work with the attorney that's driving the drunker because like, okay, he never wins any, ar- in it, yeah, any arguments, right? You know, so I don't want to work with that attorney, but. Yeah. But um, but the one that's super flashy, yeah. Anyway, okay, I like that. Yeah. Um, all right, get back to my notes here. I, we <laughs> went off. To- I, no, like, that, I like that topic. That's great. Though, but um, you know, so so what's the most important thing? Well, we, we kind of already talked about that. I'm going to move on from that one. So um, okay, so let's talk about this. So the market's very competitive right now, right? So what is the one thing that you wish first-time homebuyers knew? Um, obviously, especially in this current market, yeah. which is, you know, I've been doing loans for 15 years very different than any other market I've been through. And I went through some crappy markets with the 07 yeah. crash and stuff like that. So, but, um, but go, go, go ahead and tell me what, what's that one thing that you wish first time homebuyers knew about this market? I think they have to understand how difficult the market is, number one. And they have to understand that it's, it's going to be tough. Like it's not going to be easy. You might get lucky with the first offer, the first two or three, but it's it's going to take some work and it's going to take some time. Yeah. One of the things that I try to do through my content is just if you establish the proper expectation from the get, 
I feel like people can manage the stress and the disappointment a little bit better. Sure. Because you're going to lose three, four, five offers to cash or someone brings thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 above a print. Like yeah. some people can compete with that. Other people can't. So depending on the situation, if it's a client, for example, that has just a minimum down payment and that's all the money that they have, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. It's going to take but, some time. But yeah. when they understand that and they say, hey, every offer that I send is the best offer that I can send, then you live with the result. I think that where the frustration comes in is if people are losing and they don't understand why. Sure. But um, so I would just say that just trying to have a realistic expectation of the market and having a stomach for stress. And I think that's where the agent comes in yeah. to try to help maneuver that. You know, sure. we were talking before about a pretty stressful situation with a buyer. Yeah. That that's going to happen. Right yeah. now, she's doing OK. Sure. She still feels the pressure, but she's doing OK because she understood that there's there's some risk involved. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's very smart. I said an expect I mean, because buyers, I mean, we eat and drink this stuff, right? We do it all the time. They do this once every, what, yeah. five years, you know? I mean, yeah. like, it's a long time, right? And I had to learn that the hard way yeah. because for me, it was, it didn't seem like a big deal. Sure. Right? Yeah. It's like, man, yeah. Yeah, right? Just, yeah. But for them, like you say, it's heavy yeah. and they're dealing with tens of thousands of dollars of yeah. their savings. Yeah. Where are they going to move with yeah. their kid? Like there's so much yeah, there's life changing stress behind right? it. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. so it's huge. Also being able to just humanize and be able to empathize yeah. and not just see it as another deal, yeah. but try to understand what's on the back end. Yeah. Like what are they dealing with yeah. that is making maybe the client more upset and then they project that on you? Yeah. Um, because buying real estate is tough. Yeah. You know, it's a good investment. It's a great investment. Yeah. But like every investment, there is risk involved. Yeah. And things can happen. So that's that's one of the, the things that I always try to 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 convey sure. is any risk has any investment has risk. Sure. So I just I'm biased towards real estate, but it doesn't eliminate any negative any negative thing that could happen. Well, so so on that note, how how are you getting your offers accepted right now in this market? What what, because uh, um, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. Mean, to your point, I mean, like especially first time home buyers, different. You know, I mean, it's hard to get these offers accepted. Yeah. What what, uh, um, you don't necessarily have to give any trade secrets away, yeah. but I guess like in general, what are you doing to get those offers accepted? Yeah. So I think the point number one, and this I think this point is underrated, is communication with the agent on the other side okay. when they allow you to do so. Sure. So some listing agents they get bombarded with calls. Sure. If it's a hot listing, they yeah. get 50 calls a day. Gotcha. So some are going to have a conversation with you, others aren't. Okay. But if you can have a good conversation and you can try to, in a very limited amount of time, sure. try to gather as much info as you can about what the seller cares about, yeah. that's tremendously helpful. Because okay. not all sellers care about the same thing. Some sellers care about high earnest money. Some care yeah. about deadlines. Sure. Some don't care about any of that. They just want the highest net. Yeah. Some care about some agents like escalation clauses, some hate escalation clauses. So mm. it, so having that, that hot context. Button, exactly. You know, yeah, what's, what is their hot button? What, what, okay. Right. Because, yeah. for example, some agents hate escalation clauses. We'll take that as an example. Mm. If you don't talk to them and ask that question, yeah. you may think that your escalation clause is like rock star offer. Sure they're not even gonna look at it. Yeah. And so you think you're doing the right thing, yeah. but you're not. Yeah. And so I found that to be ex extremely helpful. And yeah. the other one is just try to be creative with, when you talk about due diligence, yeah. you know, talk to the client, are they willing to waive that? What does it mean if they waive that? Are they comfortable with the risks? Some people are. Sure. Like, I've had some people say, you know what, as long as the appraisal is good with it and I have yeah. a home warranty, I'm good. Yeah. 
So you try to educate them, and some people are more risk averse than others. Sure. But if you try to write every offer the exact same way for every buyer, it's not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So everybody has their personality. Some don't want as much risk, they're a little bit more conservative. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just having a mix of good communication and creativity within the repsy clauses. I love that. No, and you're, you're, uh, you know, this market is tough, and you're seeing a lot of agents get out. And I think the benefit of that is you have more agents like Tony in this business that actually know what they're doing and yeah. and that uh, you know are really educating their clients and teaching them and helping them understand. I mean, that's 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 what an agent should do. And so I love right. I love hearing that. That's exactly what you're doing. Um, anything else on uh, you know this current market or anything like that? I guess that you would add. Um, anything else on that topic? So I, I think that also ask. the context around interest rates. Okay. Because right now rates have gone up. Sure. So people are freaking out about that. Yeah. But if you look historically, they're still low. Like they're a 4.25. It's still not that, but you know what no, I mean? No, like when, when you have a historical context, it's crazy good. Yes. We've just been used to two point, like the, the high twos. Yeah, I have a rate of 2.75 on yeah. my house. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. people, uh, they've seen the shift and like they're like it's crazy expensive. Yeah, it's really not. It's really not that bad. Agreed. Um, so I found that to be helpful okay. when you can help them properly contextualize those hikes. Sure. And that in a you know historical context, it's really still a good time. There's still good rates, even Great. if it's a four point five because your your credit score is six forty. Like when people sure. understand why it's four point five, yeah. then I think it gets better. Instead of just saying, oh, I have a crazy high interest rate, and like, yep. oh, yeah, that sucks. But why is that? Yep. You know, maybe your credit isn't w w quite where it should be. Or they'll say, well, it's because my neighbor got a 3.5. Yep. Well, yeah, but he has a 780 score, bro. Yeah, like, you, 20 like, down. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, like, you got 625. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, yeah. there's nuance there. Correct. And when people understand that, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, it makes right. sense. That makes sense. Yeah, which is why, sense. hey, you know, so maybe you do a couple things here. We can get your score up. We can always refinance you later on, too, right? right? You know, so, I mean. Yeah, understanding that is is very important, and uh, and you're right. Rates are rates are higher, but they you know, and I think in the short term they are going to keep going up. Um, long term, you know, maybe a year and a half, two years down the road, I do think rates are going to come back down, especially if the Fed's successful with inflation fighting and stuff. But yeah. we'll see, we'll see. So, um, all right, let's talk about uh, social media marketing yeah. a, a little bit more for a minute. Um, we kind of hit on this in the beginning, I guess, but how have you seen that? you know, grow your business. I mean, obviously uh, that's a huge focus of yours. Yeah. Um, and again, you've already kind of answered this a little bit, but answer it again. No, well, I, ju <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's such a good tool because yeah. um, I was on a panel a couple weeks ago and yeah. one of one of the agents was saying that, for example, in the way he does it is he has yeah. a, a system where he does 36 touches a year. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. and that comes from, I think it's that book, the million, the millionaire real estate agent book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So they talk about, yeah, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's 36 touches yeah. per client to get one referral a year. Yeah. So that's kind of the way he builds it. Okay. What I found with social media is if you, if I can get you to follow me on social media, I'm not going to get 36 touches. I'm going to get 147. Gotcha. You're getting tons of touches because they're, they're seeing right? your stuff all the time. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't yeah. mean that everybody is going to watch every video. No, of course. But mm -hmm. as they scroll subconsciously, like, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Day after day after day after day. Sure. So when the moment comes, whether it's today or in four years, that they have a real estate need, it's top of mind. Yeah. Like they've seen you 513 times. 
it's yeah. really difficult for them to not for their brain automatically to yeah. not just yeah they're thinking hey I, Tony Tony there he is yep, Tony's first and so money. that's yeah. my intention my intention sure. I, I don't know when you're gonna need to do something but that day I'm gonna be in your you're feet. thinking of me yeah that's it which makes sense and and it's in a very non-obtrusive way too right you know you're right. not uh, you know the cold calling different things like that but of course you know, nobody really likes nobody wants that right. you know eight o'clock phone call from and i feel like you you kill two birds with one stone because because it's educational content sure once they've watched so much when when they finally when we finally have to do something yep. number one they feel like they know me already sure so they're familiar with my communication style they've yep. been following me and stuff yep. and they're they're educated yeah you know they watch videos on closing costs on you know yep. on buying points on all of these different things yep. and i feel like you also we start to do our part to fill that gap of a lack of education within the real estate industry you which know? which is very important to do yeah. right um um so i like that um for okay so so you know, for other people that are looking to, you know, kind of get into social media and stuff like that, you know, what organic growth strategies would you give them? Um, so what what has worked for me is you want to establish something that's called your pillar content, which okay. is which is this show. Okay. And so whether it's Q and A, whether it's whatever whatever format that takes, I'm a fan of Q and A, but sure. in my opinion, it's either Q and A or interviews okay. or a combination of both. Okay. So if you have a 15 minute show that you do once a week, yep. that gives you a lot of content. So gotcha. for example, what, what I'll do is I'll answer five questions every week. There are different questions. Sometimes they're about business, sometimes they're about team building, real estate itself, sure. whatever, whatever the case may be. Sure. So five questions a week, those five questions get chopped up into five individual clips mm -hmm. for social media, yep. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Yep. And so now from one piece of content, you have five. Yep. You take those, you put it on the podcast, now you have five separate little podcast clips. Yep. Now you have 10 pieces of content. You have five topics, you write sure. five LinkedIn articles, now you have 15. Gotcha. And so from one piece of content, you, there's a lot that you can take from it. Love that. Because one of the hardest things is how do I come up with new content sure. all the time? It's sure. really difficult to do. Yeah. yeah. So the question is how do you take one piece of content and milk it for all it's worth? Love that. You know? um, and when you do interviews, you clip it. Yep. You know, if someone says something that you like, you, you yeah. clip those. Oh, I like that 30 seconds that he said. Yes. Yeah. So you clip yeah. that, yeah, yeah. you post it, yeah. and it just makes your content so much more evergreen mm -hmm. because it's not just one YouTube video and it's it. Sure. And it just dies there. Right? Love that. Yeah. So, so for somebody that wants to get started, just try to think about it in the macro of a long form show, yeah. not short form. Because yeah. if, if you can just do TikToks, yeah. but you know, it's easier to take a TikTok from a, an interview. Yep. You can take 13 yep. if, if there's good content versus just the one TikTok that you can't really do much with on another platform. I love that. You can tell, uh, you can tell Tony, Tony has some experience in this area. <laughs> so I love, you know, I'm learning stuff here. I like this. So, um, well, Tony, thanks for, thanks for coming on this show. Um, you know, uh, I, I love what you're doing. Uh, I, you know, I love, and maybe I, you know, it mirrors what we're trying to, we're trying to be like you, I guess, you know, with some of this stuff, right? You know, we're trying to get that educational stuff out there, trying to teach people. I think it's a good way to, I mean, again, if, you know, if we're trying to help people, in fact, when we were talking before, you were talking, um, you know, with minorities too and stuff like that, trying to get more, you know, stuff out there. Cause you do a Spanish show too, I do. right? I do. You know, which I love, right? And there's an even greater need there. Yeah. You know, there's a ton of 
content in English. Yeah. There's not really there's not that much in Spanish. Not so, yeah. so I feel like with the internet, a lot of people are going to be able to do things without you and I. They're going to have that option. Sure. For example, we're talking about Rocket Mortgage. Sure. Yeah. People can download the app sure. and they can apply for a, sure. a mortgage without you. Sure. Of course. So that's going to become more and more prevalent buyers with i buyers and things oh, yeah. so i think we need to change what our value prop is yeah. of what's up here yeah. versus just what we're selling you does sure. that make sense sure. Sure. because nobody likes to be sold and the information is out there for free yeah. and there are resources that eliminate you and i if yeah. somebody doesn't want to use us yeah. so once you face that reality you're like i need to become the source yeah. So if people can can feel that Ryan teaches me about real estate, about yeah. investing. Yeah, that there's value there. There's value there, yeah. exactly. And so now they're gonna be like, well, I, I could use Rocket Mortgage, but what about, what if eh, what if there's something that I don't know? Yeah. He's willing to teach me. Yeah. And I've learned from his videos. Yeah. So there's a higher propensity that they're gonna call you yeah. versus you know somebody else. Sure, and if they can get the same deal or better with us, then Rocket, then- Of course, know, hey, for example, they, you, know, you, yeah. you did this, I just saw your, your bit about um, your guarantee. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, the work hard and guarantee. Yeah. The work hard and yeah. guarantee. That's, yeah. that's valuable. Yeah. So if people know that, it's like, yeah. oh, shoot. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's cool. That, that, sure, can, sure. that can give me a competitive Rocket's edge. not doing nothing like that. Right. right? You know, <laughs> so I think that those things are creative. Yeah. And it just gives people more value at the yeah. end of, of, of the day. Love it. Love it. No, Tony, thank you. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, obviously, uh, really enjoyed having you here. So, no, thanks for the invitation. I love it. Um, <laughs> well, okay, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, obviously, subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on all the different places and uh, and probably some more after talking to Tony here. So, you know, <laughs> we'll have to get on other places. But thanks, guys. Appreciate it. it. Thank you, Ryan.